Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, Live. I am your Creative Solutions Creator and Professional Messmaker. If this is your first time joining the broadcast, my name is Teresa. And this week we are going to talk about invitations to build sorting skills. Sorting skills is a set of skills that can be built as you explore and engage with a wide range of topics. So today I'm going to talk about some benefits of building sorting skills. I'm going to give you some different categories that you can use to practice your sorting skills. I'm actually going to give you 10 of them. And as I do in each and every episode, I am going to give you a tip, a tool, and some questions that you can ask that will build conversation as you explore building sorting skills. I'm also going to give you some long-term projects that you can engage in that will engage kids in building new skills and learning as they play. So let's get started. I want to start today with our tip. And the tip that I want to give you is sorting, using sorting and long-term projects by engaging toys or household objects and building conversations around the characteristics of those items. I want you to ask questions that get kids to think about the parts of an object or the look of an object or the feel of an object or the sound that an object makes. that may be the same or different from other objects. And this is a great way to practice sorting. And one of the tips that I'm going to give you is that I want you to incorporate practicing sorting into your cleanup routine. So whether you're a parent and you have kids at home who 
you want to practice sorting with, or you're using these ideas in a classroom setting with many children. Cleanup is almost always a struggle. Everybody likes to make the mess. Everybody likes to play. Everybody likes to have fun and make believe and all those good things, but that nobody likes to put the stuff away. And one of the great ways to make cleanup fun is by turning it into a game. And practicing sorting skills is a great way to turn cleanup into a game, get a mess cleaned up, and build those sorting skills all at once. It's also a really great way to reinforce teamwork as well. So I also want to give you some tools, some tools that will make building sorting skills and ac building activities around sorting skills much, much easier. I want you to think about using things like clothes, toys, plants, occupations, and animals. And each of these things is a category of objects. And within that category of objects, there are many, many things that fall under each category that are very, very different. There are many different kinds of toys. There are many different kinds of plants. There are many different kinds of clothing that go on many different parts of the body for many different reasons. There are almost endless kinds of jobs that people do. The same thing with animals. There are many different categories of animals, and within those categories, there are different species. And you can go further with it that within those species, there are animals that live in different places. You see where I'm going with this. There are so many different fun ways that you can learn while you practice building sorting skills that we don't even think about. And one tool that I want to give you, aside from using clothes and toys and plants and jobs and animals as the things that you will actually practice sorting, I want you to Use the game of I Spy. You can also use scavenger hunts. These are really great ways to practice sorting skills. So with I Spy, kids have to think about the thing that they want to get other people to guess, and then they have to give clues of characteristics of this thing to entice other people to guess it. And the clues that you can encourage kids to give 
are characteristics that would sort the object into categories, such as I am a reptile, I am orange, I am skinny, I am short, things like, like these. So I spy and scavenger hunts are great tools for practicing sorting skills. So now I want to talk about some of the reasons why you want to build sorting skills. Why are sorting skills important? Sorting skills begin the discovery of math. Math is oftentimes not a subject that kids get excited about. But when you can focus on one math skill like sorting, you can build excitement around math. You can use sorting as a way to help kids who maybe struggle with math. If you can get kids to practice and hone the skill of sorting, you can help them break things into categories, which reinforces addition multiplication, subtraction, and division. Sorting objects into groups gives kids a visual representation of amounts of items that need to be combined together in a specific way. Another benefit of building sorting skills is that sorting skills also practice and build your eye-hand coordination and fine motor skills. Now you can build these skills through games, through math activities, through storytelling, any number of activities that involves sorting will help build eye-hand coordination by manipulating small or medium-sized objects into categories. You're using your small motor skills to maybe carry objects that go together from one place to another. Perhaps your sorting robot parts and perhaps one of the objects that you're sorting is items that can be used for the head of your robot. So this might be bricks, this might be patio blocks, this might be wooden blocks, this might be empty boxes, Larger objects that are of different weights 
that need to be moved from one place to another or possibly stacked on top of one another, which uses those eye-hand coordination skills to create an object. Now, fine motor skills can come into play when you're sorting objects that are going to be used for buttons or switches on your robot. And there's a wide range of ways that you can sort buttons or knobs. Buttons and knobs are two different things. They serve two different functions. So those would be sorted into two separate categories. You could then sort them by color. You could sort them by size. You could sort them by shape. I could give on and on examples. Sorting skills also build language skills. They build language skills by asking questions and discovering the reasons why you're putting certain items together separate from other items. Building conversations around characteristics of objects builds language as well. Color and shape sorting starts to build on cognitive skills by supporting kids in recognizing things that are the same and things that are different. So you could have boxes sorted into a pile because they're boxes, but the way that you tailor down that sorted pile of boxes could be that perhaps these boxes, some of them might be square, some of them might be rectangle, some of them might be tiny, some of them might be medium sized, and some of them might be very, very large. You could even sort the boxes by what item might have been stored in those boxes. And you build cognitive skills through thinking about these small differences versus just sorting something by color and shape, you're sorting something by smaller and smaller details. Sorting skills are good for brain development. Sorting skills engage different parts of the brain that force you to pay attention to smaller details. And paying attention to these smaller details, you start to notice things that are the same type, but are different within that type of object because they have different markings or different colors 
or different shapes or different sizes. Sorting skills also allow kids to demonstrate their knowledge. Kids love to show off things that they know or things that they have learned that they think that other people don't know or don't understand yet. So allowing kids to control a sorting activity or exercise allows them to show off their understanding of the similarities and differences of objects around them. Sorting skills also build reasoning. They Sorting skills allow kids to ask, how are these things the same? How are these things different? And why? Why are these things the same and different? And it allows them to understand how just because something looks the same as something else, it actually fits in a different category because of small pieces of that object. An example is talking about homes. Not all homes are houses. There are trailers, apartments, condos, nests. There are dens. All of these things are homes, but different people, different animals live in them. So it allows to build that those reasoning skills around understanding the category of homes, but that within the category of homes, there are different types. And those different types are different because they have different characteristics. Some are made of bricks, some are, are in the ground, some are tall, some are short, some have many levels, some house multiple people or multiple animals. And so it allows kids to build their reasoning and their understanding. And the last benefit that I want to give you for practicing and building sorting skills ties into some of the tips and tools that I was giving earlier. And that is that sorting skills teaches organization. And who can't use more organization? I think that's one of my favorite benefits of strengthening sorting skills. Because when you can teach and reinforce organization, you in turn encourage kids to be independent. So if you can teach kids to organize their toys, 
organize their clothes. Organize food in the pantry. You allow them to be independent enough to make their own decisions and choices. So that is definitely my favorite benefit of building sorting skills. So each week, I like to give you guys questions that build language and engage conversation around learning and exploring. So I'm going to give you two questions this week that I think will be very helpful to you as you explore sorting. The first one is, what makes these things in this group the same and what makes them different? The second question is, how do we know that these things belong together? So these are two questions that you can ask that get kids to think about characteristics of items and how they're the same, how they are different, and why they belong together. So now I want to go into some projects and ways that you can have fun building and learning through sorting skills. So I'm going to start with giving you 10 ways that you can have fun with sorting skills. Number one, matching parts. Matching parts of an object. So you can do this with cars, you can do this with homes, you can do this with animals, and these are great ways to start conversations around how are these things the same, how are these things different. Number two, you can sort by number of parts, number of moving parts, number of body parts, which means you can sort animals this way, you can sort people this way, you can sort robots this way, you can sort um, all sorts of <laughs> things that have body parts. You can sort fish or animals that live in the water. You can break this into so many different categories within categories. Number three is form of movement. So you can sort things by how they move. You can sort vehicles. You can sort animals all by how they move. 
a plane, a construction vehicle, a train, a car, they all move very differently. And that's a great one for tying in science as well, because then you can practice how these things actually move. Number four is kinds of plants. Not all plants are the same. You have fruits, you have vegetables, you have flowers, you have trees, you have vines. These are all great ways to study plants and nature while sorting into different categories and learning how these things are all different. Number five is one of my favorite long-term projects, which we'll get into in a second, but it's a great way to practice sorting skills while engaging in a long-term project, and that is occupations. Occupations is a fun sorting activity because you can talk about how people do different jobs, what the different responsibility of the different jobs is, why people do them, what the purpose of each job is, who it benefits. It makes a fantastic long-term project, but we'll get into that in a second. Number six, you can sort by size, length, height, and width. Number seven is another great science exploration, sink or float. That's a great experiment that ties directly into an activity of sorting. Number eight is letter that an object starts with and sound. Either sound that the object makes or the sound of the letter that the name of the object starts with. Number nine is healthy versus unhealthy. You can do this with food. You can do this with activities. And number 10 is species. So those are some fun categories that you can use to practice your sorting skills as you engage in learning and exploration. Now, I alluded to some projects and I wanted to give you some long-term projects that would inspire you to get engaged in hands-on learning. If you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you know that I focus on invitations, and invitations are hands-on learning experiences. So I 
always encourage people to engage in long-term projects that involve hands-on learning that get kids engaged in experiences and get kids away from solely learning from the screen or reading from a book. Through experience is how I believe that kids learn the best while keeping them excited about the learning process itself. So I want to give you some projects that you can engage in that will get kids excited about learning. This month, I have been focusing on learning and building skills through the subject or the topic of Under the Sea. And so some of the long-term projects that I would like to encourage you to engage in that explore life under the sea are crystal coral reefs. You can do science experiments over long term that go from liquids to crystallization and once the crystals form you can use different color crystals, different shape crystals, different sizes of crystals to build your own coral reef. You can also do this with loose parts, recyclables, art pieces. You can use your own creativity. If you choose to build a coral reef, I really hope that you will share your results with us. I would love to see how you guys put a creative spin on something like a coral reef. Another fun long-term project could be to track a sea animal. How far does a sea animal travel in its lifetime? You can do this with starfish. You could do this with a shark. You could do this with an octopus, and you can do this by doing research. You could do this by visiting an aquarium and learning about the travel over a lifetime of these sea animals. And then the third one would be the life cycle of a sea animal. So you can do this one through research. Do the research and then set up invitations that explore the different life stages of your chosen sea animal. Another fun way that I know people have done this is to grow a sea animal. So you could grow a fish, you could grow seahorses. I know that you can get 
kits that are available where you can grow seahorses and actually talk about the, the life cycles of a seahorse and then track them and talk about the changes and how long it takes to move from one life stage to another. So those are just some fun projects that I would encourage you to engage in. Now, getting back to the occupations. Occupations, as we said, is really great for building those sorting skills, but occupations is also a great long-term project because you can explore the different aspects of each occupation. What does the person do? What does their job involve? How, what are the different activities that this person engages in each day, each week, each month? And how does it change? So occupations is a really fun, not only way to practice sorting skills, but it's a great way to engage in make-believe play. And it's also a great way to engage in long-term projects to learn about different people in your community. So I hope you guys have enjoyed these ideas. I know I kind of threw a lot of ideas out there this week. I hope that you will share your thoughts and ideas on the content and ideas that we shared this week. And I hope you will join me next week when I will have another fun invitations subject to share with you. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for joining me this week, and I will talk to you next time.